76ers dropped game five to the Atlanta Hawks by a final score of 109 to 106 in what was one of the most epic collapses in Sixers history. The Sixers now trail the series three to two on the brink of elimination, heading back to Atlanta for game six. Doc Rivers does it again. Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris should be absolutely ashamed, and this team should sincerely apologize to Joel Embiid and Seth Curry for the effort that they put out there beside them what is going on everybody rb here welcome into philly take with rb you know what to do smash the like hit the subscribe hit the notification bell that way you're always notified when i upload or go live we're live every single sixers game and we've been covering the entire playoffs here on the channel so be sure to stay tuned in and what can i say man you know i went to bed last night after a, a long live stream a lot of reactions a lot of you know intensity a lot of emotion and you know today i'm hoping to be just more condensed down to earth and just talk um but i'm still disgusted i'm still just engraved in this how did we lose that game last night and it's still just disgusting man and for all the Philly fans out there that put their passion into watching this team and supporting this team, you know, that was truly embarrassing. And that was a mark on our franchise. And, you know, it just revealed all the glaring issues we have and, you know, some of the things we need to do moving forward that we will get into. Um, you know, I, I'll be the first to always admit when I'm wrong. And I can sit up here and say that, you know, I overrated this team. And because I didn't go with my gut instinct from last year. And even in the preview video for this series, I said, honestly, I thought this series would come down to the second and third options. And I do think the Sixers are the more uh, overall talented team. But, <clears throat> you know, I never would have expected Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris the way they played in these last two games to literally just, you know, not be able to outplay what the Hawks have outside of Trey Young and much respect to the Hawks. They they're young, they're gritty, they're hungry, <clears throat> and they've came out here and earned it these last couple games. Um, but I, I do think, you know, they played terrible in the first halves and the Sixers have let them come back in it. Um, and you know, this one's on the Sixers. We have to take it and I have to take it on the chin and just be honest. Like, you know, I don't think anybody could have ever seen this coming, right? The Sixers are the first team to blow 18-point leads back-to-back -back in the playoffs in the last 25 or more years. We blew the largest lead, 26 points yesterday in the last 25 years. Doc Rivers did it again, saw exactly what happened last game, and literally let the same thing happen. It's just disgusting. But before we start drilling into the negatives, because I'm about to just let it out once and for all, um... A couple points of optimism. Number one, the Sixers actually, I do believe, still can win this series. And maybe it doesn't feel good, doesn't feel that way right now. But if you really look at it, I think if the Sixers can go and win game six in Atlanta, now that I think about it, like, we really can come back home and I probably would trust this team not to slip up again at home game seven in the Wells Fargo, even though the fans at the Wells Fargo should be embarrassed last night and I hope they boot them off the court. Um... But the Sixers actually still have a decent chance to win this series. And, you know, we know how they respond to adversity. I thought they would do that yesterday. But, you know, they may come out with a fire and who knows. Maybe this is the wake-up call. I don't know. Um, but we actually do still have a chance to win this series, even though it may not feel like we deserve to. 
in addition to that, Joel Embiid, I just want to thank you, man, for being consistently great and always putting your blood, sweat, and tears onto that floor, always coming out and just representing Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Just the true grit. Um, and Joel on pretty much one leg. Again, being great. He looked, I don't know what happened last game, but he looked much healthier last night. 37 points, 12 for 20 from the field, 11 for 13 from the line, 13 rebounds, and he was just, once again, consistently great. He took, for example, what Capella had said to him before, the, you know, before this game and after last game, um, and he took it to heart, 8 for 8 in the first quarter, 17 points. He was rocking and rolling, looked like a true MVP form player, and he left it all on the floor last night, and I just, again, want to thank Joel for just being consistently great, and thank you for giving us such a great product to watch, man. You do not deserve the way that your teammates let you go out last night, <clears throat> and the other point of optimism is Seth Curry, 36 points last night. He had a career game, 13 for 19 from the field, 7 for 12 from 3. How about 7 rebounds for Seth Curry? Three more than the other two stars of this team. That's that's insane to me. Um, and Seth Curry, the guy that can barely rebound or play defense, and he's out here hustling like that. Um, and that two-man game was fun to watch. Seth Curry, <clears throat> I said last night, is underrated, underpaid, and guess what? Um... You know, he's under contract for a couple more years. He's going to be a good player for this team. I've, you know, liked him more and more as the season went on. Um, I thought it was a good trade at first. And, well, I mean, look how that trade looks now. Um, and he's just gotten better and better, especially in the playoffs. So, shout out to Seth Curry for also holding it down. And I'm sorry to him as well because he put it all on, all on the line last night. But getting into this, man, there's no point to even analyze this game. Like, again, the Sixers started out hot. The Hawks couldn't hit shots. Sixers defense. I thought our pick-and-roll defense was still weak, but we were stepping up. We get to the second half, and once again, similar to last game, we had the Hawks on the ropes. It looked like they were done. And what happens? Doc Rivers puts in the bench lineup. They come all the way back. They start chipping at it. Our bench literally has no production, no scoring. The Hawks start coming back. Comes to the fourth quarter. Lemon Pepper Lou. How about Lou Williams, of all people, coming and providing a spark. His best quarter of the series. I think he had like 11, 13 points. And he's just bringing the Hawks back. And we're watching it happen. And Doc's watching it happen. And... It just looked like the Sixers were not the more experienced team. I think the Sixers team went almost seven minutes without scoring in the fourth quarter. We bring the starters back in, and that just turned to a catastrophe. Joel Embiid, Tobias, Ben, nobody could buy a bucket. Everybody's passing up shots, and we watched the Hawks come all the way back. A couple late fouls, um, and the Hawks actually take the lead, and the Sixers squander the opportunity. They lose it in front of their fans, and it's purely embarrassing. That's what it is. I'll actually start with Tobias Harris because, you know, Tobias went 2 for 11 last night, 4 points. That's truly embarrassing. Tobias has had a really good season for us, and I'm proud of what he has done. Um... In the biggest moments, though, you cannot play like that. Four rebounds, three assists. He was deferring at, you know, late game. He's sitting in the corner. And really what made me mad about Tobias Harris was, you know, I think with like five minutes left or whatever it was, he they showed the camera of him out there complaining to Doc Rivers. It seemed like they were arguing a bit. And, you know, he wanted to be more involved. And Doc actually goes and trusts Tobias Harris. And the first thing he does is turn the ball over with a terrible pass. And, you know... It, like Tobias is one of the guys we rely on and I can't be truly mad at him I mean I still would have liked more than 11 shot attempts but usually Tobias Harris is pretty solid um usually he'll give us his 20 but last game in the second half 
fourth quarter and this game was just truly embarrassing in 38 minutes of play i can't be overly mad at tobias um but you know you got to show up better in the big games like that um and i was just pissed poor going to doc rivers next um wow doc uh you know, I've praised the hiring since he was hired, and I actually think Doc has done a lot of good things for this team. I think he has created a nice identity, he has shaped this team, shifted the culture a bit, and with most of the players on his team, he's actually been pretty solid. He's helped out Joel Embiid, he's helped out Tobias Harris, some of these other cats, but, you know, the way that Doc is known for choking leads and choking series. And the fact that he did not adjust from last game, last game he watched us squander an 18 point lead and he comes back and does the same exact thing. He watches the lead just wither away and does nothing about it. Maybe this is what they always talked about in LA, man. Maybe I should have looked closer. I mean, how do you let this hat, like you get into these kind of habits and you just let us squander the lead like that, Doc? You let us squander the lead, and the worst part is you want to be this stubborn and that stubborn, and, you know, what that, What kind of offense were we running in this game? I honestly think I saw the same play 16 to 18 times in a row. It was Seth Curry and Joel Embiid running the two-man game, and everybody else, like, we weren't even going for offensive rebounds. We were sitting in a corner, and we were just watching it, and Doc with an epic collapse, and... My first initial thoughts, obviously, we'll talk about this more after the season because it's not over yet. And I do think Doc Rivers has a chance to try to redeem himself. But, you know, just to sit here and for a team that's a number one seed, obviously the more skilled team um, that should win this series. Again, the Hawks are coming out hungry and they're taking it. But for the team in the Sixers that should win this and have had this trouble getting past the second round and you watch this choke like this um, two games in a row, you don't learn I just think that's absolutely inexcusable and the babying and the defending and just this weird thing that's been going on with Ben, who we'll talk about in a second. I just, I don't understand it. Like what is so special about him that you have to treat everything different, man? Why can't you hold him accountable and you want to be rude to the Philly meat? Let me tell you something. I'm sure on the national shows that I haven't watched it, but you know, <clears throat> they're probably clowning the Sixers. I feel like the three games we lost this series, like... You know, we, we we slipped up. We shouldn't have lost those games. And the lack of adjustments, leaving the bench lineup in too long, these are things that we should not be doing now in the second round of the playoffs. And we just watched the same, same, same mistakes happen and happen and happen. Um, <clears throat> and Doc's just stubborn. He gets in his way. You know, I thought Joel's greatness would truly at least be able to take us to the Eastern Conference Finals, and maybe he still can. Um... But man, we've slipped some of the games in this series and Doc Rivers should be ashamed of himself, the way he has coached this and just the way he lets guys off the hook sometimes and the lack of adjustments, it's sickening. And now, you know, when it comes to Ben Simmons, man, I've never been this disgraced for an NBA player. I can truly say Ben Simmons has gone from one of my favorite Sixers to one of my least favorite, man. And, you know, it's not about what he you know if he fails and what he the guy doesn't try okay and ben simmons last night to go out like that with four shot attempts meanwhile the star of the team yes not the other star the star of the team is literally out here on one leg putting up 37 points doing everything he can sacrificing his long-term health and ben simmons sits there and consistently dumps the ball off at half court eight points 
uh four rebounds nine assists four for 14 from the free throw line and everybody this year wanted to continually defend it and for a person like me who has defended Ben since he was drafted, but this year, for those that actually watch the content and have watched it all year, I've started to go downhill. I've started to question, like, why is this man playing this way? Maybe it's some of Doc. And Doc is, you know, he's like his father. He constantly lets him do this stuff and acts like it's okay. And for Ben Simmons to sit up here with four shot attempts and miss 10 free throws in a crucial game like this, in a game where we lose by three, we missed like four dunks and Ben Simmons missed 10 free throws. We missed 15 free throws as a team. They're literally playing hack of Ben. And you know, I'm just absolutely sick. In 38 minutes, you go two for four from the field, four for 14, and there is no more excusing it, okay? Ben Simmons is not a star. He's not a superstar. He's a $30 million a year role player. And when they paid him the contract, whether they thought he would develop a jump shot, whatever, we constantly said he's a jump shot away from being LeBron. And you know, it's just... He's one of the biggest waste of potential and talent I've ever seen in my life. And it truly is heartbreaking. Because when they talk about the young duos, when I used to talk about Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, even last year, and some of these, fanboyism is a real disease. The fact that people, and still all my stuff, can con consistently defend this crap that we watch out there is unreal to me. And... For a man making $30 million a year on a max contract who's asked to be a star just last year and the year before, what did we always talk about when we had the Covingtons and the Sarges? We asked, who can we surround Ben and Joel with? Who can we surround Ben and Joel with? It's not Joel's going to be the main anchor. And when Joel's out of the game, you can see how different this team is. It's not Joel who has to put up 40 a game for us to win in Ben Simmons' defense. No, that's not what we said. Even when Ben Simmons used to average 16 or 18, we used to ask for the jump shot. It got so bad this season that we don't even think about the jump shot anymore. We think about being aggressive and putting your head down, and that is the worst part of it. This man can be aggressive. He can shoot a jump shot, and he chooses not to. He's lazy. He doesn't want to be great. He doesn't embody Philadelphia. If he did, he wouldn't have gone out like that with no pride. Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris had four rebounds each. Seth Curry had seven. You're 6'10", and this man, uh, you know, and, and everybody wants to talk about the defense. Trey Young had 39 on you, Ben. 39. And you have no pride. How can you look yourself in the face, Ben Simmons? How can you look Joel Embiid in that locker room and act like you went out there and laid it out on the line in a crucial must-win game? And I thought you would come out and actually have one of your 15-point games. Oh, whip-de-doo. I thought 15 points would be oh so great. And this man couldn't even put up 10. He couldn't put up five shot attempts. And it's glaring. It is out there. I said a year ago that Ben Simmons not being able to shoot would cost us a chip. I tried to look past it and say Joel's individual greatness. I never guaranteed we would go to or win the chip, but I said Joel's greatness would at least be able uh, you know, to give us a chance to get there. And of course we have to get to the third round and you know, the easiest path ever. And if we don't do it now, it's just a disgrace, but I am done. The Ben Simmons experiment is done. I can't believe I'm saying it. I really cannot. With everything that's happened in Philly the last couple of years with these teams, man, 
you know, it, it's just going downhill. You can't make a free throw. You can't. We're, we're in the fifth year, fourth year of pretty much of, of him playing. You're the rookie of the year. You're making a max contract. You get everything handed to you on a silver platter, and you do not simply care. Instead, you go out and you post videos on YouTube of you playing scrimmages in L.A. with LeBron and Carmelo and shooting, you know, 40-foot shots. You shoot a 40-foot jump shot. You smack us right in the face against the Cleveland Cavaliers. We couldn't beat the Cavaliers because you don't shoot the ball. We couldn't beat the Spurs because you don't put up more than three shots. I went to the game the other, you know, the other day in game two. You put up three shot attempts in a playoff game, four shot attempts in a game we crucially need our other star to be relied upon. And Ben Simmons' work ethic is just crap. And it is now out there in the light of how lazy you are. You have all the intangibles. You have the skill set, and yet you choose not to do it. If Ben Simmons went out in this game and went 0 for 10, I would have said, okay, he tried. He just didn't have a good game. He didn't even try. He went out with no pride. And whether it's a mental, I don't know what it is, man, but this dude will most likely be moved after the season. And it, it is time. I was wrong. We should have went and got James Harden. Um, the fact that Joe Labide has never played with a pure point guard. He has never played with a pure point guard, and he looks this great. That's why it looks so good with Seth Curry running the two-man game. And there's just no more excuse in it. At age 24, the fact that you haven't been able to work on your game enough to shoot a jump shot, to at least be aggressive, to, to take the foot off the gas pedal, and the fact that Daddy Doc Rivers excuses you every chance he gets and makes you feel like it's all okay. Well, guess what? That might have just costed two jobs. They're literally playing hack a bit, and they're playing a game within a game. Because you can't hit a free throw. Sick, man. Absolutely sickening. Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Doc Rivers, they should be ashamed of what they, they put out there yesterday. And Joe Embiid, man, I... Joe Embiid honestly should, you know, he should be displeased. And for the, you know, Joel's great. He represents what we all love. He's very connected with the fans. And for once, Joel Embiid may be displeased, and he should go to Daryl Morey and say, like, I need this. I need this. I mean, Joel's got to tell Ben to be, you know, no, we're going back on. Ben Simmons last game literally said, I need to be more aggressive, and he comes out and puts up four shot attempts in a crucial game. And Doc Rivers, oh, I disagree with that. It's, it's crazy to me, man. It's crazy to me, man. Where is the pride? Ben Simmons does not deserve to put on that blue, red, or white anymore. And I, I'm just, you know, I tried to deny it. I tried to believe, okay, this man can still develop. He's not. He's not. He's a $30 million role player, and that is that. Last night was the more reactionary side. Now it's just the more uh, of it just setting in. And if we don't come out tomorrow and we don't play like our you-know-what is on fire and we don't force a Game 7 and come back, do you know how much of an embarrassment that is going to be for this city? Do you know how much? Because the second round has always been our threshold. The second round is something we finally break through and we can't even do that? And again, I feel truly, I feel truly bad for Joel Embiid. And I feel bad for Seth Curry. And I feel bad for the Sixers fans out there that, that constantly support this team like me. And, you know, we had to go through that. They should be absolutely disgraced. But at least it's been put now on, on the national pedestal. And at least now it's been open to everybody's eyes instead of fanboys coming in and saying, oh, well, he had 12, 9, and 8.
Oh, well, Doc Rivers is doing the right thing. No, no. Is this really what we expected from Doc Rivers? No. When Doc got hired, we said he's going to hold everybody accountable, and he's hold players accountable, but not Ben. When Doc came in, what did we say? We need a coach. What did we say with Brett Brown? I can't believe it. When Brett Brown was here, Brett Brown actually challenged Ben to shoot 1-3 a game for the rest of, his, rest of his season. He ignored that. And we said we need a coach, and finally Ben will, will get off it, off his high horse and do something, man. The dude has no grit. Absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. With that being said, I, again, I still think the Sixers have a shot to win. I don't think it's over by any means, but they better come out. Ben Simmons better come out with 15 shot attempts next game. Tobias Harris better knock down some damn shots. And Doc Rivers, man, you know, what else can you say? You watch the same thing happen two games in a row. Like, it, and where's the rest of the staff? Like, do they even, like, check him mid-game? Do they tell him, like, Doc, Doc, get the bench lineup out of here? Oh, it's like the same old, it's like the same old story, man. All I can hope for is that we come out on fire. We still won in Atlanta, and we have a favorable situation at home uh, against the Atlanta Hawks in Game 7. But, man, it's just you're, you're at a loss of words. Like, I know everybody out there is still, in a sense, in a state of disgust. You're just like, wow, did that really happen last night or was that a dream? It's disgraceful, man. Those are just my thoughts. You let me know what you think down below in the comments. I'm sure you already know. But, you know, vent. Let your frustrations out. Give it, give it all to me down below in the comments. Appreciate you all for constantly supporting and tuning in, man. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And I will catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.